0: Hello, all you beautiful people. This is Optimistically Depressed, and I am your host, Ruth McMullen. I hope this last week, uh, no matter what your celebrations or non-celebrations may have been, has been an enjoyable one for you. Uh, we celebrate Christmas in our house, and it was a lot of fun. I It's so much fun, like, we have kids, we have three kids, and being able to watch their faces when they come down the stairs and they see the tree lit up and they see gifts under it because we put the gifts under it the night before because we still do the Santa stuff. And it's just really fun, really exciting. And then being able to just all spend time together, it's just so nice, you know, just kind of relaxing and hanging out in your pajamas all day, which is exactly what I'm doing right now. And it is amazing. So I hope that everybody else has been having that kind of experience as well. I got to have a sit down with Todd Vino. Um, He has that show, his show, the Todd Vino Show on 95.7. And I've been able to get to know him a little better over the last couple weeks. I got to go on his show actually and then he came on mine and some of the conversations that we've had in front of the mic and away from the mic have been really encouraging. He's a very genuine person and you can tell that he's always working towards improving himself and he takes challenges very uh, with a lot of class it seems. Um, I feel like I have a lot that I could learn from this guy. So I really enjoyed this podcast that we did together. He gave me some really great advice and a lot of stuff for me to think about, which is it was done in in a very kind way as well, which is nice because, I mean, I think some people it's more effective to kind of have like a very uh, pointed, you know, advice given. But in this case, he was very, um, for me, it's, you know, I need a little bit of a kinder hand, it seems. He seems to just, at least for me, he can speak to me in a way that is very encouraging and also helps challenge me and, and provide more opportunities for me to grow. And I think, I hope that all of you listening, you find that to be the, the same for you. Because you know he's been in the industry um, of communication for many years. So he ha- he's learned a lot. He has so much wisdom to offer especially when it comes to what, what we spoke about in this episode. Um, I think that it's just, it's a, real, it's a real privilege to be able to talk with him about some of these things and listen to, to what he has to say about it. And I think that a lot of the times in my head, I kind of expect someone who's been in this industry for so long to be a bit more callous but that's not the case. He seems to just be very genuinely kind. And every time I've had any kind of interaction with him, it's just been really nice. Um, it feels like I've been listened to. And it, that's such a incredible quality that I don't think a lot of people have. So I'm really really honored to be able to present all of you to the conversation that Todd and I had. I hope that you enjoy it as much as I did and hopefully we'll be bringing a little bit more to you again in the future. Hi Todd,
1: are we recording? We're good. Okay.
0: <laughs> so Todd, yes, you and I met on your show.
1: We sure did.
0: So um,
1: we actually met uh, outside of the studio first, and then met.
0: <laughs> and then okay, on the air. If we want to be specific about it, yeah. that is exactly. Well, how I, I mean,
1: I, we need to be specific at times. Okay. Yeah.
0: Okay. Fine. I will respect <laughs> that.
1: Okay. Um, I'm only teasing you. I get what you mean, though.
0: <laughs> yes. And by the way, thanks again for doing that.
1: Oh, it was my pleasure. I thought it was a great segment.
0: I really liked it.
1: Yeah. What'd you like about it?
0: I liked, honestly, I liked how you and I seem to be able to talk easily. Yeah. I think that must be something that, I mean, you'd, ha- you'd have to be able to talk with people easily. You host a radio show. I
1: do, yeah. Well, I would hope so. Well, otherwise, would. I'm in trouble.
0: Well, it's true. Yeah. And.
1: However, that said, it doesn't mean it happens automatically.
0: Yeah. We'll go. Ooh. Question. Yeah. So when you have somebody that you're talking with that you're you, that you're interviewing and mm-hmm. you're just feeling like it's kind of stuck and it's yeah. not. So what? How do you deal with that?
1: Well, you you do your best. It's like it's like any relationship that you have. When you meet somebody quickly, I'll use sales for an example. Okay. Okay. I don't know if you've got any sales experience.
0: Yeah. Very little.
1: Anybody who knows when they meet somebody for the first time, what's the first goal that they're going to achieve when they meet somebody? I don't know. Make them relax, right? Build rapport, right? So that's that's the goal of you want the guest to relax. So when they're on the phone because it's a, or in the studio because that can be perceived as a, Well, it's, it's a completely different environment than you're usually in, in, right? So when people, so I'm inviting them into my space, that's, that's what I do, right? Yeah. I want them to relax. So the whole key is, is to get somebody to, to not be indifferent about the situation, to be aware of what's going on. You're there for a reason, obviously, but first and foremost, you want somebody to just say, okay, we're just having a conversation. That's all this is, is a chat. Fundamentally, that's all any interview is, should be a conversation.
0: Yeah. I found that happened very naturally when I came on your show.
1: Yeah, but, I, it, well, thank you for that. But it's not all just me. You, obviously, you have a talent yourself to be able to to relax in that environment. But that's the key is, is to get somebody to build a little rapport. Not fluffy, you know, not fake, not, con, not contrived. But just let somebody know that the, there's one purpose, and that's just to have a conversation about why you're there.
0: Hmm. I like that. Yeah. And I guess that would be why this would be especially puzzling for you because you're kind of like, Why am I here?
1: <laughs> well, I'd, I asked you before we started like, what are we gonna talk about? And you and but I, I kinda like the fact that it's it's there's no template okay. as well. Because and, and that's oftentimes I get people will say to me, Do you have some questions? i w I'd like a list of questions before the interview. Mm shouldn't say often, but it, somewhat regularly the guests will ask for that. And I always respond that I don't write questions out and I don't. So what I'll do before I'll interview somebody is I'll prep as best I can. Like when you came in, I obviously had a look at your website, listen to a bit of your, of your podcast, mm. read about whatever information I had about you, but I didn't have a ton of information. But, so sometimes that's good because when I came in, we were able to have a natural conversation about what you were doing. I didn't already know everything.
0: Right yeah
1: so there's a there's a balance between being informed and doing some prep and overdoing it because if you overdo it then then you're just it becomes a leading thing right you're leading somebody to where you want them to go and that's not what it's about
0: that's interesting is it yes (laughs) (laughs) yes it is because i think that uh leading somebody happens a lot
1: oh yeah absolutely
0: that's like i mean that's what media is one of the uh, negative ways that media can be referenced. Yeah,
1: but by the same token, it's it's not just there's this idea of left and right and and agendas. Everybody's got an agenda in the media. Don't you know that's people are getting really carried away with. And I'll use the Trump thing for an example. I'm not a Trump fan at all.
0: <laughs> Join the club.
1: However the democrats and the and the left they've got their own issues and they're they're not perfect and they've got their own agendas the cnn's and the and the cnbcs i know fox is over the top with what they do and this is part of my job is to watch all this but right but i even find in in halifax here in 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 columns and in commentary even my some of my colleagues they feel as though they it's their job to be the The guardian of righteousness or something and it's not your it's not our job to do that it's not my job to decipher to a point what's deserve it to be disseminated or not it's my job to introduce as many points of views as 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 i can within the confines of freedom of speech
0: that's very interesting too when because I'm obviously not familiar with how the radio works. Yes. And Well, you're on
1: the radio, so you have some idea.
0: Okay. Well, you make a very good point. Yeah. I am 1% familiar <laughs> with how the radio works. Okay. But but like, you know, there would be things like, you know, if somebody swears mm-hmm. on the radio. Like, is that something that you have to say you can't do that? I know that they would bleep it out.
1: Yeah. Well, we have a 10 second delay. I think it's 10, maybe it's eight. Anyway, I don't know. Okay. In all the years I've done live radio and it's been the better part of a decade that I've done live radio. Like I'm talking talk show. Okay. I've never had to do that once. Really? Not once, no. And that's the other thing is what, to that, when you are the host, like right now you're the host, this is your podcast, you are, although it may seem like I'm dominating the conversation, but I think that's what you want, right? Yes. So you're you're still in charge of what's going on, right? So when ultimately when you're a guest on my show, it's my responsibility as to what goes so yeah, although I want somebody to be relaxed and I want to build rapport, there there also has to be that all constant uh aspect of it that it's that it's my sphere because I'm ultimately responsible for what goes on, right? Right. The radio station has a broadcast license and all of that stuff. And if, and if uh, things hit the fan, it's me that wears it, right? But to that, so when you establish that, people respect that barrier, and they do. So they don't swear. Okay. Huh. I mean, that's not to say it won't ever happen, but I've never had it happen, ever. Because you, you just create that environment of, this is, respect the show.
0: Right. 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 right
1: right respect what's going on here nobody needs to hear you swear it's we hear enough of that
0: we have enough and to that when i notes.
1: podcast when i first started podcasting i dropped the odd f-bomb
0: right okay
1: and i uh i got away from doing that i i i don't i don't even know why i did it quite honestly i thought that well i'm kind of free i can do that now but then i just thought what's well, it doesn't add anything to it we don't need to hear that
0: that's interesting i've recently had a bit of a conversation with myself really about swearing Mm -hmm. and I find that I've had so much guilt around it that I kind of just realized like I'm a swearer yeah no me too yeah yeah and so I am now trying to figure out where the line is as far as that goes because I find that um I I mean I don't regularly swear I mm-hmm. usually do it for you have,
1: you have young kids
0: yeah so I gotta keep that so, so away that's part of it right it's true yeah. um and I'll do it like with like my husband or with friends because it's funny is it I find it funny <laughs> I find it so
1: funny are you are you going for something when you're swearing so you're like okay I'm gonna be funny now so I'm gonna swear
0: it's usually for the reaction yeah. is it It's yes.
1: that it's that calculated eh yes wow okay <laughs> I just swear because it's just diarrhea coming out of my mouth. <laughs> it's not. It's not planned.
0: It's not planned. It just yeah. kind of comes out.
1: However, I I do I got into this mode where I was swearing a lot, like a lot. Yeah. Just all the time, just everything I was saying, and I thought that's I got to get away from that. It sounds immature.
0: Yeah, that's another thing that I've started to kind of wonder about. Um, I will like I've sworn on my podcast now, but it took. Uh, about like i think like over 50 podcasts before i swore on one
1: what made you do that
0: it was after i had like this uh so like on my podcast i want to be as authentic as i can be Mm -hmm. and one of the things is like i am a swearer like i do occasionally swear and i feel that sometimes when i'm really passionate about something that's the other thing so i don't necessarily swear all like just to be funny sometimes i do it to help convey a point like how serious i am about something mm-hmm. and so i will use that like i will swear to help emphasize how i feel about something
1: okay that's cool well i mean the whole swearing and media thing like i'll give you an example sometimes there's like a, what's his name i can't believe i can't howard stern okay I'm not a fan of Howard Stern for whatever reason. He's very crass. I, I should actually like the guy because he's, he's a kind of, he's not kind of, he is an icon in the industry. Right. But I find that that his swearing is manufactured or something. It's just juvenile in a way, right? Right. That's my take on it. But when I watch some amazing television or, or movies like any, like I'll use, I don't know if you're a, a Sopranos fan or not, but I'm uh, a massive Sopranos fan.
0: Okay yeah it's
1: probably an age thing. It might be. It could be. but anyway, I they're 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 representing that that Italian mafia culture, right. And to be authentic, you have to swear, right? You have to use the vernacular that they're using, and they do right and do it well. Mm-hmm. So there's a purpose for it to your point, you know you were trying to convey an emotion and a feeling and ah, there it is. Yeah. But if I'm just sitting here chatting and I'm swearing just for the sake of trying to be on the edge. Yeah. That's quite predictable, don't you think?
0: Yes, actually. Yeah. And that was one of the other things that I've thought about because um one of the things with swearing is that sometimes to me it's like you just use this one word instead of saying um. Yeah. Like and to me it seems like a an illustration or a demonstration of lack of intellect
1: well you bring up the whole um thing it's it's become an endemic in, in people and how they relay information yeah. Uh, 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 yeah. constantly yeah and, and i'm talking high level broadcasters will and, and very intelligent people constantly do it Instead of having a pause in between and collecting your thought and gathering your thought, people talk too fast generally as well, right? So when you're talking quickly, you're not thinking to fill that space. So instead of saying, so you're not thinking, when you're talking quickly, ah, uh, you're
0: yeah, it's slow like you, it down.
1: When you're talking quickly, it allows you to form your sentence and to get it out.
0: Yes. Yes. It's like this constant need to just be filling the space. That's right.
1: And, and the pause... Mm-hmm. is part of the impact
0: yes there are times um uh, see now i'm gonna be just really <laughs> conscious aware of, of it. it yeah it's yeah. terrible we, it
1: happens to all of us another one is you know
0: oh i do that one
1: right and, yeah and i'll tell you when i first started hosting talk radio in the evenings they would do a repeat of the show on, for whatever reason that was what it what they did yeah and the odd time, I'd be driving around in the evening. I'd say, I want to hear how it sounds. Not because I wanted to be self-absorbed or go. I just said, I want to hear how I'm sounding. Yeah. And it was like, good Lord, shut up with the you knows. It was just You <laughs> know, you know, you know, you know, you know. That was another one that I was, it was a, became a crutch. Yeah. As you're thinking for your next sentence, you know, uh, you know. And I. And so I said, I have to stop doing that. So it took a long time and I haven't totally eradicated it. Eradicated it. Yeah. However, I've pretty much eliminated, you know. Okay. I think. Okay. But usually, when you get rid of one bad habit, something else creeps in and replaces it. Yes. Yeah.
0: You're never. You're never gonna win.
1: No, you're never gonna win. But you should always be working towards improving.
0: Yeah. Yeah. One time. I'm
1: rambling, aren't I? It's not gonna be hard to fill the time, is it, with me rambling on?
0: <laughs> That's your new crutch, <laughs> the My ramble. to
1: ramble, yes.
0: I appreciate the ramble. Okay. I think that the, that's mostly what my show is about, the ramble. You it's could call it sitting that. down and rambling. You could
1: call it the ramble. We could
0: actually call it actually, the ramble. Actually, your name is
1: unbelievable. Thank you. And I've said that yeah. while well, you were on, remember?
0: Yeah. I. Oh, I do. I do remember. Depressed.
1: I still think it's probably somewhere out there that you don't realize somebody's got already has the intellectual property. <laughs> <made> <laughs> You're going to get a lawsuit. I'm you know what my attitude's wild. always been, though, on that type of thing? What? Bring it on. If, if I, if, if I get on somebody's radar to the point where they're complaining that I'm infringing on them and on, on their intellectual, then that means that's good PR.
0: That's true. You're getting your name out there. You are. I always
1: hoped that some big player would come after me. And when I was doing my podcast, so you're like, okay, well, let's battle this out, right? Cause it's great PR for the small person.
0: <laughs> I'm going to have to keep that in mind with, uh, as I continue to.
1: As you become the big fish and somebody tries to use your name. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, that will be it. And I'll help them out and I'll just go after them. That's
1: right. So the ramble would be a good name for a, a segment for a podcast. You could even have a little segment like called the ramble.
0: Okay, you know what? Write that down. Nobody take that. That's our idea. Yeah. That's Todd's idea, actually. It is,
1: but I'll give it to you.
0: Oh, thanks. Okay, no it's on record. Okay.
1: <laughs> but you know what I mean? Yeah. At the end of the show, you could say, and now the ramble. And you could just do like a two-minute ramble.
0: Mark, what do you think? Mark gives the thumbs up. <laughs>
1: yeah, little music tease. I producer like, here oh, can do for
0: you? I actually I actually I actually just like a two that minute a the
1: ramble. And that keeps people hooked to the end as well.
0: That, yes. Because how often do people
1: Well, you don't know, off? right? You don't know well, that's the thing with analytics. That's a whole other discussion about about podcasting is analytics.
0: I still find it confusing. It seems that there are so many different statistics that you can look at. Mm-hmm. You're trying to get an idea of how many people listen to your you podcast do, yeah, yeah. and this is a thing that... This is a conversation I have with every other podcaster. It's like how... So, like, people will come up and be like, your podcast is doing really well. And I'd be like, is it? Like, I have no idea.
1: What do you mean you don't? You'd have, you'd have analytics on whoever your provider is for your hosting your podcast. You do. Yeah.
0: But each... Like, so there's some analytics on Anchor. That's how I yeah. do it. But then if I look at Spotify, yes. the numbers are completely different. Yeah. And then iTunes, I still don't even really understand. Well, the how reason
1: to- being generally... Is if somebody's hitting you on i i iTunes or whatever, it's still all getting back to a feed hit off your host provider.
0: But the host provider has lower numbers than Spotify does.
1: Okay, that doesn't make any sense. Then.
0: Right? It makes yeah. no sense. And so no. now I'm like, I don't, I don't know. I yeah, don't know what any of that means. Doesn't make any means.
1: sense because the provider that I use was Podbean, which was quite, quite good. Yeah, I wonder. And, if it, and we're not suggesting you should switch, by the way. Sometimes we're <laughs> up and running. but right. That had what they called a feed hit. And the feed hit was so if anybody was going through Stitcher or iTunes or whatever was going, it would have to come through the feed hit and grab it off the feed hit. So then you had downloads and feed hits because downloads were different, obviously, than a, than a feed hit.
0: Right. So yeah. just
1: a straight download off the website off the the provider was one analytic, feed hits was another, and then you then it would break it down into where they was coming down from iTunes, whatever. Really good analytics.
0: Okay, maybe that's the kink that Anchor still needs to iron out. I would out. say that it
1: is. Because
0: yeah. it's just I don't yeah. I don't know what any of the numbers mean anymore.
1: Right, but something that I think needs to be said is how incredibly when whenever one person listens to your podcast or downloads it, that's a huge, huge. Uh, it's a compliment, and it's and it's uh, I can't even describe what I what I'm trying to say here, but it's hugely hugely valuable. When somebody actually, because on the web and online, what people have to do all day, there's a million things they can do. So to attract people to your, what you're doing and having people listening to it, even if it were 10, and I'm not, I don't know your number, so I'm not projecting here.
0: I don't know my numbers either. But
1: even if it were 10, it's 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 such a, it's just such a huge compliment and, and it's such a value when people do that because there's a million other things they could be doing and a million other things they could be listening to. And they're choosing to listen to what you're doing. That's, that says something.
0: I haven't looked at it quite that way.
1: No, it's true. It's I'm so appreciative of every single person that spends time on when I'm talk, when I'm on the, when i my show is on and they're listening to it. Every single person because they don't have to be listening to you, right? They could be doing a million other things, but they're they've decided to give you their time. That's hugely valuable.
0: That's very true. Yep.
1: So, uh, and I congratulate people when they can get traction and start to get people like you're doing. That's, it's not easy. It's not an easy thing to do to to get people to listen to what you're doing. So it's very hard to do.
0: That's, yeah, that's, that's true. Yeah. I do this thing where I downplay my accomplishments.
1: Yeah. A lot of people do that.
0: I think that's, yeah. 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 And so I'll get, like, I'll see the numbers and... I will be like, Oh yeah, that's yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah that's Okay, good. well
1: let me let's put it this way. Yeah. Okay. If you could if we were chatting right now and you were to we had an auditorium here and there was thirty five people listening to us. Yeah. Be like, that's cool. Yeah. Thirty five people engaged in what's going on, that would be worth doing, right? So if you got a hundred people or two hundred or three, I mean that's you could say on the grand scheme of things, is that a big number? No, but that's that's a hundred individuals who are impacted and and engaged in this and perhaps you're motivating them or you're you're giving them a positive experience or they're th- becoming more reflective or whatever it is. You don't know the impact you have. That's why it's worth doing.
0: Oh. Okay, I like that.
1: Yeah. That's my opinion anyway.
0: Mm. I like that. Yeah. There was one thing so I had a bit of a I've now been encountering some diversity or what's the word I'm looking for pushback people who aren't necessarily fond of what I do really
1: eh? mm-hmm. that's a good thing
0: <laughs> so that was one thing that no it
1: is a good thing if you're not pissing somebody off n- and not manufacturing it but you're not you're not doing anything mm-hmm. right when you it, difficult conversations or, or, or difficult subject matter when you're willing to go there you will always get somebody opposing that because people are weak generally and they're not willing to look at things from a different lens and they get offended. Yeah. Right? So what's the point of being offended? If you think about it, right? If you, if you, if you, if you say something and I get offended, what's that achieving? So people get offended out there because you're talking about difficult stuff and they say, well, oh, she's not qualified to do that and perhaps that's reckless because people think, you know, and they have opinions, but what are they doing? besides yapping and making commentary about what other people are trying to do and make a difference, putting their neck out on the line. Yeah. So I don't, I don't let that crap bother me, quite honestly.
0: No I, way. I, don't let,
1: I like it. When people are, people have to be, you always will be pissing people off when you're pushing the, the envelope a bit and you're stepping out. Yeah. People are jealous too, right?
0: That always blows my mind a little bit because it's difficult to imagine somebody else being jealous of me.
1: Well, they are. Because they sit they'll say, Well, there's what's Ruth doing, you know, a podcast. What's she know? Yeah. You know, who's the you know, what's what's she talking to this Todd guy for? Like what's like what what's this all about, right? And they and they meanwhile, they're listening and they're engaged <laughs> and interested in it, but they're even if their reaction is supposedly dissatisfied, they still listen to it.
0: That's true.
1: You know? Yeah. Envy and jealousy and short sightedness. That said, though, sometimes you will push. You will do something that you deserve to be criticized for. Right. And yeah. the person that that says, "Look, Ruth. First off, I enjoy what you're doing. I respect what you're trying to do. You had Todd in. This is why I thought it was a waste of time. Blah blah <laughs> blah." Then you'll read that and you and you'll go, "Okay, you know, fair. It doesn't mean you have to agree with it." Right. But if somebody approaches you in a respectful way, I've, it happens to me all the time. Todd, your opinion, wh- I mean, I throw opinions out all day long. That's what I do on the radio. I mean, my, I'm, I try and back it up with some facts with, uh, as why I feel that way. Right. But I, it's inevitable I'll get some people saying right on, and I'll get other people saying you are way out to lunch and'll and, and, they'll, and I, I'm all ears when somebody wants to con- be respectful. And I'm not talking about kissing ass. I'm talking about you just saying, look, Todd, here's why I think you're off. There it is. I'll engage in that all day long.
0: I want to get there. And I think that... Does it ever feel to you like you just spend most of your time apologizing and, like, listening to why you're wrong?
1: Well, you don't have to apologize unless there's a reason to apologize, right? Just because somebody's pissed off and they're complaining doesn't mean you have to apologize, right? But if you reflect upon it and you come to the conclusion that yeah i missed the boat or i missed the mark there hey listen i see your point sorry okay and and the other thing is don't react right away right don't generally generally your first reaction i don't want to say is the wrong reaction but too often it can be right
0: yeah it's like not really accurate
1: that's right so sometimes you get somebody some feedback somebody will talk to you about what they what they didn't like and you read it and you go okay i'm going to think about that for a bit your first reaction might be and then in four hours if it's the same or sometimes the next day you wake up and go yeah it's not worth the fight and you just say you know a good point whatever right but having a thick skin yeah is not easy to to develop and i i congratulate you for being willing to put yourself out there thanks because you don't have to.
0: Yeah, that's true. Right. Yeah. Um. Well, the day before I came on your show, so that was a couple weeks. A couple ago, weeks ago, yeah. Would have been I, a Saturday. Yeah, Saturday. Yes, Saturday. Saturday. Yes. I. Uh, I was having a really hard day, and it, I was having like that conversation with Sean about like maybe this is it, like maybe, maybe I'm done now, like it because it was like. Because it was my first major encounter with just some really, like, some strong opposition.
1: Who, did you know these people?
0: Not personally.
1: No. Was it through email? Or it was messenger? A,
0: it was a bit of both. It was a bit to the to my face, and it was a bit over What email. was their big issue? That I wasn't, a, that I'm not a professional. I'm not an expert. And, but, see, the, a lot of the points that they made were things that were actually true. Like when? Like, I am not an expert.
1: Okay.
0: And I think that, and honestly, that makes me feel a bit of imposter syndrome. But the other thing is, I'm not a professional. I'm not a trained professional. And I think that that's the, but that's the point. Like, that is actually the point of what I'm trying to do here. I'm Mm -hmm. trying to make mental health and life philosophies and just honesty about where you're at more part of our everyday conversation. Mm -hmm. So that, because I find that for me personally, when I hear other people be honest about how something made them feel or how they've struggled through something, that's what makes me feel normal. And that's what makes me more brave to talk about how I'm feeling and how I'm doing. Mm -hmm. That's how I, and it's helped me recognize what my, even what my emotions are, because it is really difficult to try to understand how you actually feel about something. Mm And so when I hear somebody else process it and just kind of get to watch them figure things out, then it helps me figure my things out because it helps me just be like, that's how it's done. Okay. Mm -hmm. So that's what I'm hoping to do. That's one of the things. So you sound very
1: committed to that. You sound like you've thought it through and you sounds like you know why you're doing it. So why let, and I'm not, this isn't a facetious question. It's more reflective. Yeah. So why allow somebody to to uh, disarm you for for that motivation just because they feel that you're doing something wrong? What's their re, what why 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 do they have the authority to disarm you from something that you're like doing?
0: I think that's such a good question to ask because my automatic stance on anything that that involves me and like my personal convictions. If anybody disagrees with it, my response is to assume I am wrong.
1: Yeah. Well this is part of that wiring is part of ironically why you're doing this.
0: (laughs) Yeah, right. Actually.
1: You know, it's true though. Yeah. But one thing I've learned over the years is that I don't know everything and I'm just a regular guy for the most part who who asks questions. But when people are I I don't, I don't get intimidated by people. I don't, I don't care if it's Justin Trudeau. I don't care if it's Gandhi, who's not alive, but I don't care if I'm interviewing them. Then it's one-on-one. It's just two people talking. They're no better than me. I'm no better than them. It's just, you know, I'm going to get to the bottom of it and I'm going to use my tools to do it. And don't allow yourself to be, my advice would be don't, don't let anybody come into your space and intimidate you because it's, you don't nobody nobody should be able to do that i mean you you are in charge of what you're doing you know why you want to do it don't let somebody disarm you from doing it
0: how do you do that
1: what do you mean how do i do what
0: not allow somebody else to disarm you is it like do you get rid of that assumption that they i yeah i guess it's the whole because you have to believe in
1: yourself If you believe what you're doing is good and you're good at it and you stand and you're committed to it, then you don't let somebody take that away from you. I believe in myself. I believe in what I'm doing. Not because it's, it's because of now that said, when you're doing something like what you're doing, it takes experience and time to get good at it. You, You can't, no matter how much talent you might have and you've, and you've, all of that, it still takes time to learn to go through the process and repetitiveness. And suddenly after a period of time, you're like, hey, I'm getting good at this. I'm getting good at this. Mm. Then, you can, then you can start to really dictate and have that confidence in that bedrock to where you can go, you know, I don't care who you are. It doesn't matter who you are. You're no better than me. And we're going to have this conversation and, and I'm in charge of it. Right. Then you get to the, But along the way, you're going through what you're going through of, of questioning yourself and dark times and then ups and downs. And I mean, it happens. Right. Right. When, when you're new and you get criticized, it's it's a blow. Right. It's a blow. It's not easy to deal with. I've been there. Believe me.
0: Would you care to share any of those experiences?
1: Oh, well, what I I sat in or I produced a, a talk show icon in the Maritimes. His name was Tom Young he did it for 50 years I listened to him when I was a kid wow and uh, I produced his show I ended up producing his show which I was grateful for it was a great experience I learned under him under, under his tutelage and uh, I sat in for him and uh, he retired and I took his chair he was on News 95 7 here in Halifax and two radio stations in New Brunswick it was a it was a maritime show yeah so when, when you're never, you've never been a talk show host and you're thrown in that environment and you're, and the guy retired who's beloved, right? it ain't easy, right? You're going to get a lot of, you suck, Tom was yeah. way better, this is awful, and all, and I got it all, right? That said, I got a lot of, hey, you're doing a good job, keep it up, nice work, I think you're going to, you know, so you're always going to get the yin and the yang, right? Right. And I had somebody who hired me to do it who believed in me, and and I believed in myself. I I inherently, fundamentally believed in myself. But it was a lot of, wow, you know, people are nasty. Because they are.
0: Yeah. It's funny how I can have these different conversations with different people, and some people are like, people are at their core nasty
1: yeah but we and all then, can be too right I don't want to yeah, say that I'm like, better than you know we're all prone to this right
0: yeah it's like we all have
1: envy we all have bad moments we, I try and think that too sometimes when somebody I just maybe they're having a crap day whatever. yeah it's
0: like we each have that inside of us that we ability do to, and you know
1: sometimes I'll say to somebody in an email or something or if they'll send me something quite nasty I'll just say look I said I understand that you have an issue with whatever Mm-hmm. But I'm I'm not going to engage you if you're going to be disrespectful, and often oftentimes they'll respond, okay, sorry. Okay. You know, sometimes, but sometimes if they don't, they then then when I do that and and the second one comes back with the same crap, it's delete, 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 delete. Just I won't even read it after that
0: yeah I guess it's like why why else? what's would the you really point? Give somebody a chance
1: right? Give somebody somebody could have a weak moment, a bad moment, whatever it is, and so because I have them, right there's I mean, sometimes you're at the grocery store and you're I'm not saying you that you're not, but you just you know, we're all flawed, deeply yeah. flawed people, right That's yeah. what we are yeah <laughs> right
0: yeah, it seems like this year, I've been growing a lot because of this podcast, yeah, and there's been a lot of help that's come through that but it seems like it has been a big year of me realizing some of my darkest traits
1: sure yeah because we all have them. yeah but I mean people would people reflect and project right they would see you and they would say well here's this person she's got three nice young kids married whatever else you've got going on that's good right and they'll just assume that your life's wonderful
0: yeah yeah Oh, well, it's true though yeah it's, it is true yeah right. yeah it's true I've right. actually some things that have been quite encouraging is that since I've started being more honest on social media about how I'm doing mm-hmm. I have been getting messages from people who have said like I've just kind of assumed that you have it all together because you look like you have it all together yeah. which is is something that i know i can relate to because that is how what i do to other people yeah. well
1: that's what everybody does that's why social media is so stupid
0: right because because
1: everybody's doing the same thing yeah right they're projecting a, a wonderful happy life meanwhile they're looking at everybody else going oh well, they're obviously perfect yeah like, they like obviously it's have like, more like it's, more it's, it's ridiculous actually if you think about it yeah i'm only on social media for for necessity because it's it's almost well it's not almost it's it's in it's integral and to do what I do to be on social media. Yeah. It's how I communicate with a lot of people. I I reached out to a lot of people on social media. It's actually in some way improved. Sometimes there's some really good stuff disseminated and shared on feeds and Yes. And your podcast, I mean, this would be a great op- way to promote your podcast, right? On social media it doesn't cost anything. Send it out there, people share it. It's it's great. Yes. So, I'm trying to look at social media in a positive light. Mhm and and completely dismissing and ignoring when people are posting things about their personal lives because it I just it's not that I don't care but it's not natural to f- want to know what's going on in 400 people's lives every day
0: <laughs> it's overwhelming it's just right? over, and
1: then when you catch up with them there's nothing new to talk about
0: <laughs> yeah you're not yeah you're not going to have anything to say that's
1: right that's right so th- th- the other thing that I wanted to mention about social media is that you you say you share you share how you're feeling and all of that in social media. Mm-hmm. I understand that, but I think people go too far with that sometimes, and they'll just my opinion and yeah. they'll and they'll like the bell. Let's talk thing, okay? Okay. And they'll they'll go on this long list about, and they're just it, you're revealing. A, sometimes people reveal an awful lot about themselves that I just don't know that that it serves any purpose to. It gets a little detailed. I think, okay. I think people should respect their own privacy sometimes.
0: I think it's very interesting that you bring up that point because it's been something that I've... This is a conversation, again, that I've had with myself mm-hmm. because part of Optimistically Depressed is I am sharing some details yeah. about my life. I am right. being vulnerable. And one of the things that I've been asked a few times now is, like, are you completely open about everything?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And the honest answer to that is no, I'm not, right? because that I know that I'm not, I am not comfortable with sharing certain information because that means that people are going to know that about me and they can do what they want with, with that. And sometimes I'm not mentally prepared to deal with the, like opening myself up like
1: that. Yeah, that's fair. It's scary. But you are one of the more open people that, I, that I've met. Quite honestly, you were on my show for five minutes and I knew a lot of detail about your life, right? <laughs> Including yeah. that you were going to quit the podcast that you were there to talk about yes. the day before.
0: Yes, yes.
1: <laughs> okay, um, and, I, and that's great, by the way. This is why it works. This is why this is a great format for you. Would you be a good radio talk show host? Probably not. Be- <laughs> no, beca- with that, with that, my, um, no, listen to yeah, what yeah, I'm saying. I'm hearing. You could do a, a, an hour show on radio, in what you're just basically what you're doing is a radio show, right? Your podcast. But I'm saying if you were to go on the air every day and and open yourself up like that every day, you know, you'd end up burning out and the audience would be like, it's enough about it. Yes. Do you know what I'm saying? I do know what you're saying. So when I say you wouldn't be a good radio, I don't mean, I mean, in this format, if you were to do it on a daily basis and be vulnerable and open, it would drain you. It is draining. Yes. Right.
0: And I've reached... And this is all like, these are things that I'm learning the hard way this past year Mm -hmm. because there are, I was doing a while, uh, for a while I was doing a video, but once a week where I was just talking about how I was doing and just kind of, or like a thought about something. Right. And I've had to step back from that because it is exhausting. It's exhausting. And when I'm already going through. And for the audience too. And that's another, like, that's another thing. I'm thinking like people don't want to hear that I'm not okay, like all the time. Like, Mm -hmm. is there ever a time that you are okay? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And so I kind of want to focus on more of, like the comedy about it too. Because like the other thing is that I think um, like my show is taken pretty, I think that, you know, it's optimistically depressed. And I yeah. think that there's a lot of emphasis on the depressed right now. Mm-hmm. And I want to start to bring more focus onto the optimistically part.
1: Right. Well to that, I mean, it's, it's a complete juxtaposition optimistically depressed, which is what you were going for. Yes. But it's a very bold title, right? Whenever, whenever you're have depressed, in a title of anything, yeah, you're generally going to draw people who are depressed. Yes, right? yeah. But what you're looking for is people who are outside of that sphere. Perhaps we're all depressed to a point, I guess, right? Yeah, we all have our. But but for you, what you're looking for is generally people who both you want both somebody who's depressed, but you also want people to go. I'm curious what that world is about, right? And. Uh, this is, this is what you're achieving. I, I'm the opposite of, of you, by the way. I'm, I'm extremely private in that I'm not open at all about publicly about myself. I try and talk very little about myself, which is, you wouldn't know that by what I'm, how I'm rambling on today. But, it's, but I'm very private. I yeah. don't share, like when I go on the radio, it doesn't matter what happened to me yesterday. It does, doesn't matter what happened in the day. I don't, it doesn't, that doesn't, that's irrelevant. The the live we it's there, um it's show time. Right. The show must go on. And you put that all aside and you focus on what you do and you deliver that show. That's what I do. So it's the exact opposite of what you do, where right. you're completely vulnerable and Yeah. And it's all about being that. Yeah. Right? So that that's the point that I was getting at when it comes to doing what I do and what doing what you do and the the contrast. Yeah. That's great though, eh? To have the contrast. It's beautiful. Yeah.
0: I think that's what, like, that's obviously what helps bring more thought and conversation and understanding. Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
1: That's exactly right.
0: Yeah. Um, It's funny that you said that's exactly right. I've been listening to, have you, are you into true crime? No. Well, then this might not appeal to you, but (laughs) (laughs) one of my new favorite podcasts is called My Favorite Murder, and it's a comedy true crime podcast, and it's. But, and it is hosted by that Exactly Right. Mm-hmm. That's the name oh, of the nice. production company.
1: Nice. Something I would say yeah. is, is that I only listen to things that I think are good. Like I won't spend my time listening to anything that's not good. Because you don't want it to influence. You want to always be influenced and inspired by things that are good. Yeah. You don't want to marinate in, in crap. And I avoid some things, some, some shows, some whatever. I'll just avoid hearing it because I don't think it's up to par and I don't want it influencing me. Does that sound arrogant? No. Okay. Maybe some people are doing that with my show, <laughs> avoiding
0: it's <laughs> yeah, like I <laughs> can't fill my head with to that, that crap. Yeah, that's right. I think that that's something that I've been warned against by a lot of people in my life. And I think that that's a piece of wisdom that's there for a reason. What do you mean? This is actually, this is coming from my religious background. Okay. But there is like, so in the Bible, it talks about being careful about what you like basically fill your head with mm-hmm. and you are going to be influenced by your surroundings. Yeah. And so, yes, the podcasts that you listen to or anything that you spend your time listening to or reading is going to influence the way that you view the world. hmm and so that's actually one of the things that I have found while listening to different podcasts. So one, so one that I listen to is My Favorite Murder. I find it's so funny, and I really enjoy it for a few reasons. One is because I am really interested in true crime, but also because I find that it makes me um, more aware of what's going on and be more safe, because especially because like I am a woman, mm-hmm. so it's and I'm not very physically strong. I mean, I'm I'm okay. Mm-hmm. I work out. Sure. <laughs> but it's uh, you know, obviously if somebody is going to try to attack me, mm-hmm. I am more vulnerable. Yeah. And so it's good to become more aware of situations that I am putting myself in and Ask myself, is this making me vulnerable? Do I need to be more careful about yeah. this? Because I have tended to be more careless. Yeah.
1: See, then now you're now you're opening the door to that whole other discussion of the when something happens. Is it, it, some would say it's the victim's fault, right? Right. Like, yeah. The, 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 victim the Why did you wear the s- seductive clothing or whatever? And some people actually do that. They'll blame the woman for,
0: which is infuriating. Yeah. Well, that's right. It's infuriating. Infuriating. Infuri- yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's yes, it is because.
1: But it's funny because in talk radio, like these issues are pretty new, like within the last decade to to 12, 15 years max, when, when we even became aware of, it's no longer okay to say that. It wasn't that long ago where people would call in a talk show and say, well, she shouldn't have been dressed like that anyway. And what do you expect? And people go, yeah, and those, you know, that was, that was very, that was the mindset not that long ago.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I rem- like I remember right. That. So,
1: so we've really made a lot of advancements. I mean, look at the federal political scene now. The the conservatives had to get rid of Andrew Scheer, uh for social reasons, right? His views on so- on a lot of social issues, whether you agree with them or not. The needle is is moving on a lot of issues nationally and mm. internationally. Mm. So we talk a lot about uh, about this the plight of the world and a lot of horrible things going on. And there are a lot of horrible things, but. Slowly, slowly, we're starting to figure some stuff out. Yeah. Like women's issues. And, like women's. Right? That's
0: so sticky. It,
1: it, it is. It and is. confusing. And confusing, yeah. And and what people don't realize is that there's a large cohort of women who, who are very conservative and, and, and would agree with some of that. It's not just men who have some of those dim views.
0: No, I... Honestly, I was one of them. Like I was yeah. very conservative, and like, oh, don't don't dress like that if you don't want that kind of attention.
1: Right. I used to be very conservative. Yeah. I've I've completely. I don't like labels anymore. I don't like to label anybody, but I I've really changed on a lot of issues.
0: Yeah, me too. Yeah. Yeah, big time. And I think one of the things is like I've been told in the past that I there's certain rules apply to me because I am pretty. So it's like, well, you can't do this. Like, you can't be friends with this person, and it's because you were pretty. Yeah. And so it's kind of like, well,
1: why couldn't you be friends with somebody because because, you're pretty?
0: Because like, if so, I can't be friends with another man Mm -hmm. because I'm a married woman and I'm pretty.
1: Well, that's between you and your husband.
0: Well, exactly, right? And so I don't like having these. If your husband's okay with it and
1: you're okay with it, then then hell with it. Who cares? Yes. Right.
0: And so I don't like. I'm putting. I'm having these rules put on me based on just like these ideas that yeah. people have, and it's kind of like, well, how about we just get over ourselves a little bit, yeah, and start to just look at the situation, look at a or mind our own business, you know? Yeah, like people
1: don't mind their own business, and this is part of the issue. You mentioned your religion. I don't know if you're still religious or not. I won't pry, but I once was, and I'm completely non-religious now. I'm. I'm I I used to believe that religion, and again, this could open up in a whole other discussion. Yeah, I used to think that religion was well, you know, it's it's created a lot of the gr- ground rules for the, our society, and I don't know that it did quite honestly. Okay. I think we were figuring that stuff out anyway. Really, I I think in many cases this manufactured rules of married men don't aren't friends with you know the genders don't mix, and we have to have all of these rules in place and. You need to do this and that and everybody's into everybody's business and yeah. I don't know if that's a good thing, quite honestly. But I won't open that can of worms right now. But
0: it is a can of worms. It is a
1: can of worms, yeah. But,
0: but no, I find that I don't like yeah, just mind your business. Like my I mean yeah. I need to mind my business. All needs yeah. to mind Church people own business. don't
1: mind their own business is what I'd get at.
0: Yeah, I have encountered that. Yeah,
1: they they are they're very, very self righteous and, and condemning. That's been my experience. I've had, yeah, I've had that And prejudiced that in many cases as well. There's a lot of prejudice in religion as well. Yes. A lot of buried prejudice. I know I don't want to down religion because there's a lot of wonderful people out there who exercise their faith and do it uh, for the, all the right reasons. Yes. And I understand that. Mm-hmm. But usually wrapped up in all of it is some level of, if you don't think how I do, you're wrong and, and you're in trouble when you die. And that's, that's not cool.
0: I I agree with that. Yeah, I've been recently having more honest and vulnerable conversations with people in my church mm-hmm. because, like, I did take a break from church for a little while for a little while, and I think a lot of that actually had to do with what I was bringing to it, yeah. like myself. Yeah, I so I started having more open and vulnerable conversations with people in the church and just being like, you know what, I think I've given you a certain impression about myself for a while, and you know, as it comes. Like, honestly, I, this isn't me. That wasn't me. This is me. Mm-hmm. This is how I am. These are the convictions that I have. And I feel that they do disagree with the church. Like, it's not congruent with the church's mm-hmm. stance. Oh. But I, this is just how I feel. Organized
1: churches, in my mind, are clearly the product of, of man. They serve man. When I say man, I mean people. yes. That's what they do, right? Yes. The, yeah, and-, and that's what they do. I'm of the belief now, I honestly don't know what go what exists beyond our sphere. That we're I don't know if there's things around us that are influencing us. I don't know if there's another dimension. I don't know if there are parallel whatevers. I don't know when I die, whether I live in some form of energy or what. I don't know. Mm. And that's okay. I, I don't know. I'm not going to say there isn't anything. I'm not going to say there is. I'm not going to say there's any way that I'd understand it. I'm not going to suggest there's any way that the creator of this universe is is treating me favorably because I went to church two days ago and doing the good thing and I'm contributing money and so therefore I'm going to get blessings. It's to me that it's impossible that a God would work in that way. That some massive, beautiful, unbelievably intelligent all being is operating in the way that people do.
0: Right. Yeah. It's petty. It's
1: just petty, right? Yeah. That, that's the construct of people.
0: Yes. Yep.
1: I'm convinced of that.
0: Me too. Yeah. And as I've been having more honest conversations with some of my friends in the church about that stuff, mm-hmm. I've been discovering that they've been just amazing. Like it's actually made me feel more like, okay, maybe, maybe I can keep looking into this and exploring this because it's not something that is as black and white as I thought yeah. it was, yeah. which is good. I, I don't like black and white.
1: No, I me mean neither. High demand religions are, uh, I just, I've been burned by it. So I, I've experienced it. Yeah. And, uh, I think that the, the whole hundred, 200 years if the society exists at some point, will shed it at some point. Mm. I, I believe that, mm. but who knows? who knows there's a lot of people out there who are depressed big time mm-hmm. aren't allowed to admit it because if you're depressed then that means that you're not living spiritually and that means that you're not favored by god and that means that something's amiss in your life and they're you know god-like people aren't depressed
0: yes i've been accused of being possessed
1: exactly so <laughs> there you go
0: i know yeah
1: you don't need to say anything else
0: yeah okay <laughs>
1: that's enough about that i rambled about religion i'm sorry
0: oh it's such a a topic topic. it's a
1: topic that i've anyway maybe some other time we'll have a fulsome chat about religion
0: actually i would love that okay i love talking about religion
1: i'm not sure that i'm willing to share a whole, whole lot of details because i'm quite private about it and embarrassed actually about the level of commitment that i put into a religion but we'll have that conversation some other time i'd love that okay it
0: doesn't have to be on air
1: sure that's cool
0: okay this is really great. I feel like I don't know how. Where are we at? Yeah, I think we're we're good, eh?
1: We've hit the mark.
0: We've hit the mark.
1: That's it then. I think. Did we achieve what you were hoping to achieve? Even more. You may listen to this and, and gas it. You may send me a message and go. Sorry, Todd. You didn't cut it.
0: <laughs> you didn't make the cut. We're not that's airing right. it. But if you if you did make the cut, you'll, we'll be airing around Christmas. Okay. Uh, when's Christmas Day? Wednesday, Thursday. Wednesday, something like that. Boxing That's a Day. whole
1: other thing could talk about christmas
0: we could talk about christmas
1: i'm not a fan
0: you're not a fan of christmas no. i'm a huge fan of christmas well that's cool i'm all about it well you
1: got you got the young kids right it makes it so much fun it's about the kids
0: yes oh yeah oh yeah, yeah. i think
1: i think adults once you once you don't have kids around the house i mean i just don't see like the whole hype no. for kids
0: i think that there's a lot of uh, I mean, Christmas, I'm still sorting through a lot of how I feel about Christmas yeah. and why I feel the way I feel about Christmas. Well, you have If I had
1: three young kids in the house, I'd be, be having fun. Dinner. Oh, it's, it's about so the kids. exciting.
0: Yeah. It's so exciting. But yeah.
1: The whole concept of Santa though is uh, something else we could talk about. But <laughs> not that there's no Santa kids.
0: Not that. Yeah. Of course he exists. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Santa alert. Santa alert. You'll have to put the disclaimer on your thing. <laughs> yeah. But if you have yeah. kids around, be careful.
0: Be careful. <laughs> gonna talk about some sense of no, Santa's stuff. real for sure. For sure. Yeah. I was just talking with him the other day.
1: I just never understood why he used to give my friends more than I got. Like I thought I was a good kid, but
0: he's a bit of a jerk.
1: He can be, yeah. Uh, yeah. There's no rhyme or reason to it. <laughs> Why'd my friend get that nice motorcycle? I got a bike.
0: I got and I got a yo yo. He
1: and he got caught drinking.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's nothing wrong here. I
1: drank but I didn't get caught. I didn't get caught.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh and there and there's so much like oh the guilt and it it ties into religion stuff and i like the story of where santa came from
1: yeah coca-cola
0: no yeah
1: manufacturing that's the reason santa lives today because of marketing he became a huge marketing tool
0: well, okay, yes, but no. Yeah, the I know Saint Chris Kringle. Chris Kringle, yeah. the Saint guy. He that from
1: Denmark or something?
0: Yeah, something like it that. Was
1: Scandinavian.
0: I you I Think could he was say skinny anything. once too. I don't know. When
1: did he get so fat?
0: <laughs> with all the cookies, when people started leaving cookies. He's a little heavy.
1: He you yeah, he so got Santa could set a little better example <laughs> with the, with the weight.
0: I, I choose to believe it's magic. It's all the magic. I know, but what about, his, what about his? What about his? Like his gut. blood
1: pressure and stuff. It's got to be out.
0: He's not. He's not healthy. He's not a healthy dude. He's not a healthy you know, guy. Like
1: he'd have a hard time getting insurance.
0: <laughs> Which he needs it too, right? He needs insurance all on that, all that stuff with the yeah. chimney and.
1: He gets. The hurt, he gets. If he gets hurt, there's a lot of. It's lot of over. Sad pretty much. Yeah. Merry Christmas.
0: <laughs> and a happy new year.
1: Yes. New All Year's right. resolutions, there's another talk.
0: Oh, no, I don't do that. I don't do New Year's resolutions.
1: Your producer's going to give you a resolution to end this. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Hi, Mark.
1: Does anyway, he ever get on the air?
0: Sometimes I let him talk.
1: Okay. It's kind of like, you know, the Penn and Teller. One of them doesn't talk. Do you know who Penn and Teller is?
0: <laughs> yes, I do. Yeah, is.
1: <laughs> Or like uh, one of those uh, big uh, cartoon guys that doesn't talk. Like at the hockey game. Mascots. mascot.
0: That's the one. They're not
1: allowed to talk. takes yeah, all the mystery of It does. Away.
0: It takes all the magic out of it. Yeah. I wonder if Santa can talk. He says oh, yeah, ho, yeah. ho, ho.
1: No, he can talk. Huh. For sure he talks.
0: Well, okay. Yeah. I was. heard
1: he's... Uh, anyway, that's enough about Santa.
0: <laughs> all right, fine. Todd. Yes. Thank you.
1: I appreciate it. It was uh, very interesting. Good chat.
0: It was a good chat. Yeah. You're an interesting Fellow.
1: Fellow. I'm a fellow. You're a fellow. Thank you. You're welcome. We'll see you next time.
0: Yeah, okay. Sounds good. And everybody who's listening, thank you. I appreciate you taking the time to listen. Yes, and
1: listen to the Todd Vino Show on News 95.7. you got to give seven. me a plug.
0: Yeah. Oh, well, of course. I'm sorry. No <laughs> <laughs> yes listen to the Todd Vino show he has a beautiful radio voice as you've just heard
1: well thank you that's very kind of you
0: mm. and I like the way that, well I, I like the way that you interview actually thank I, you yeah I think that you've you've got a kind way of going about it kind and informative
1: yes yeah well, I like it I appreciate it. that
0: mm-hmm. yeah so yeah listen to Todd excellent alright thanks everybody love ya bye